Cars today are safer, more reliable, and packing more technology than ever before. But if you're looking for an appliance on wheels, this isn't your show. We want to help everyone find a car they'll really love, capable on the commute, and a laugh on your favorite road. If you take the long way home, this is for you. New cars, used cars, whatever your budget, whatever your needs, if you like to drive, we want to help. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. We're actually going to have an almost straightforward show this week. I feel like we've been doing a lot that have been kind of alternate shows, reviewing different things. But we're going to talk about car debates tonight. We have two great ones coming up. We've got Will from Detroit, who interestingly works for uh, Fiat Chrysler at their proving mm. grounds in Detroit. And he does not drive a Fiat Chrysler product, which is an interesting thing. So we're going to talk about that, which is interesting. Thanks for writing in, Will. And cool. uh, we also have uh, Tyler coming up. And Tyler's one of those people writing in for a family member. Thank you, Tyler. He's writing in for his dad, who is looking specifically for a fast SUV, which is one of those kind of military intelligence, is it a dichotomy kind of things. But we're looking at fast SUVs for Tyler which will be interesting. I'm very curious. I actually, I have to admit, Paul, I kind of set you up here because of some of the stuff that Tyler is asking. I was like, let's ask Paul this question. <laughs> so I'm looking like forward to coming up. are like the lowest of the low-hanging fruit ever, and I hate that phrase. You know that? Well, no, I don't know about that. I actually feel like maybe, maybe you've solved it. I felt like the one for Tyler and his dad is a little bit of a conundrum for you, but maybe I'm looking at it differently than you are. Oh. So that's what we've got coming up tonight here on maybe. the car debate. Oh, and did you did you hear, Paul? What? One of our reviews, one of our new reviews, and, and I actually should pull the person's name up, but, but apparently there's a new drinking game related to our podcast. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, I did not. Supposedly, we use the word proclivity more than any normal, rational, living, breathing human. So apparently, this is the new drinking game. Really? If we have a, pro a proclivity to use the word proclivity, you can get yourself stinking drunk. So I uh, thought the word I, we I used most was interesting. And, you know, interesting can uh, be good, it can be bad. I thought it was exactly. interesting, hmm, interesting, and you never I, quite I, know what I've we I've used mean. it about... I've used it about 15 times already, this podcast. So if you really want a drinking game huh. and you want to be done in the first five <laughs> minutes, you're right. The, the key drinking game is the word interesting. Uh, I really should stop using it so much. I just but, want to know uh, what y'all yeah. are drinking. That's, uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> since, um, since we've been drinking and apparently not talking about cars, back to talking about cars. In the last week, the car the world has apparently been waiting for was the Tesla Model <laughs> X got dropped onto the planet, even though it's been around, I feel like, in some form or another, just in, you know, um, uh, not um, uh, pre-production, well, but... It's um, filled uh, what do you call it's it? It's felt like it's been around for as long as the Model S. That's the thing. It's funny. I feel like well, for as long almost. as the Model S has been on the road, the Model X has been like, coming next week, and it's actually really here now. And apparently, in case you haven't heard, it has doors. <laughs> well, I feel like I've been working with these guys for a long time. I've been to the factory. I was in there in July, June or July, and the production line had not yet been tooled up. It was not running. It was mm, dark yeah, and shuttered, yeah. and I'm going, guys, you're supposed to sell this car <laughs> Quite soon, people have orders. Currently, yes. And yeah. finally, well, yeah. they've gotten around to, eh, Jan, I guess we'll go ahead and build this car now. And uh, I guess they did because Elon dropped it. And I admit, I stayed up and uh, I stayed up late and watched the live streaming reveal online. I don't know if anybody else yeah. did, but it was actually pretty cool. I like that they did that. I mean, come on, what other car company is doing this? It felt mm. like Apple, it felt very Steve, Steve Jobsian. 
it, I mean, that's no accident. That's no accident. No, not, they accident accidentally stumbled into that reality. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, the the crowd was whistling and going wild for all the new features revealed, and you know every other you know new thing that Elon would say, and it's like we're looking at the new phone or the new whatever, and it's yeah. a car. Yeah, it does have that feel. I mean, you you bring up it. You I bring up a couple interesting floored. points there. Yeah, I. I, you know what, it was everywhere. I feel like, you know, and we don't follow a ton of t people on Twitter, but we follow a fairly ra wide range of types of folks. And I feel like no matter who they were, everybody was talking pro and con about the Model X. People that mm -hmm. don't even normally yeah. talk about cars were suddenly talking about the Model X. It was everywhere instantly. And you bring up a couple of interesting points. And, and, and I want to revisit this go. fact. On your way to getting we drunk. Wait. <laughs> Interesting. Proclivity. We'll see what, we'll see what my we'll see what my proclivity is while we're having this discussion. By the end of but the anyway, no. Blastered. I love it. <laughs> it's what? the podcast drinking game. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, the car debacle is what it will turn into. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so here's here's the thing. I mean, we drove that Model S. We were very impressed. We've got a we got our review of the Model S. That's actually gotten a lot of viewership. Thank you all over the web. People aren't even car people. Don't watch the show otherwise. Have called out that review as being a good one. We tried to be. You know, as straightforward and honest as possible, which in the face of the kind of feel of Tesla is kind of difficult. I feel like they, they to some degree get this kind of halo company free ride in the mind of the media and the public that kind of boggles me. I mean, you bring up Apple, it, it has a similar reality. And there is a sense yeah. of they can do no wrong in the mind of the public. And I don't know that that's deserved. But, you know, back to your Apple comment, though, again... As we said in our Tesla Model S review, this is software people build a car. It is. So they definitely have that sense in what they do. Although, you know, I don't know that people are giving a free ride because they have proven themselves. This is this is Tesla's third car now, the X is. And yes. the the Model S, they got a lot of things right about that car. And they did. if everything Elon is saying on stage about this car is what it is, and I do believe him because he wouldn't let mm -hmm. it, you know, from what I know about the, the, you know, working there, he wouldn't let it out the door without it being right. Much sure. like the Steve sure. Jobs kind of Tim Cook kind of thinking, even though yeah. sometimes Apple does screw up, but he wouldn't let it out the door if it didn't do what he said it was going to do. And he was talking about some impressive features, not only power, uh -huh. but the towing capability. Of course, the doors, the front doors are like a valet the front doors are on solenoids and actually pop open as you approach the front doors, not to mention sure, the Falcon sure. wing doors in the back. The Falcon wing doors have built in sonar that goes through metal and it changes the radius of the arc depending on what it senses. If it's in your garage in a tight space, hey, I it'll get it. change the arc. If he's, if it's actually doing all this stuff, that's impressive. And so I don't think people are going, okay, all right, we'll just, it's cool. And it does all this stuff. He's actually, do he's adding new technology to this car and I mean crying out I, loud I, he's putting look, up I agree with you biomedical bio warfare air filtration system on this car who else is doing I that I agree with you yeah I agree with you and I hear you but here's the reason I say the free ride thing okay one is uh, two, two things the the Volkswagen scandal we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks and everybody's still talking about it we don't know what they're going to do he people were asking Elon Musk and he was saying here's what I'd do if I was running VW Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You run a car startup that's made three vehicles. 
Right. And you're going to share with us what you think you should, what you you would do if you were running the largest car company in the world. Nobody was asking GM executives what they would do. Nobody was asking, you know, executives of Porsche what they should do, and that's at least borderline connected. I was astonished that he was the one in the media going, well, here's what Volkswagen should do. I was like, I'm sorry. And then the other thing is... Why? Did you think it, it gets was dodged all the time on his part? Well, I... No, I, I, here's the thing. For all we know, I, and I don't know, for all we know, a reporter stuck a mic in his face and said, what would you do if you're running VW? Maybe he didn't offer this. Maybe it was asked. But my point is, why are you asking him? Why are you asking no one else in the car world? Why is Elon Musk mm. the one that should give you that answer? That's the thing I'm saying. But then the secondary oh. part is, it's out there, but, but billions, with a B, billions of government funding have gone to create Tesla. I am not discounting the quality of their products. We were fans of the car. I'm impressed with what they're doing. But I feel like any other car maker, if they'd received billions, they'd be a pariah. They'd be, yeah. you're terrible and we yeah. don't like you. And here is a company that has been given billions, with a B, of taxpayer money, and yet they can somehow do no wrong. And I'm sitting here going, wait, I feel like we got blind spots to a couple of things going on here. I am not taking away from technology. I'm not taking away from the stuff they're doing that's impressive. But I do feel like I run into, for lack of a better way to put it, Teslaites often who just have this oh, they're, they're there. Pie, oh, yeah. pie in the sky. Everything this company does is above board and spectacular and the greatest thing ever. And I'm going, really? No, no, no problems at all? Nothing about it that's weird at all? Well, that's why I say that. And I'm not discounting the, the stuff that's cool, but I don't feel like there's any balance going on in discussions of Tesla. Yeah, I... I... I see your point. I mean, I, I think it. I think people would like to know because he is doing all this interesting new technology to cars, and it has to do with his cars are clean in a roundabout yeah. way. In a roundabout sure. way, um, and because of the emission scandal and all that that stuff, you know, people are saying, "All right, well." If you want to completely get rid of emissions and that kind of thing, ask the guy who's doing it. Ask the guy who's taking a different take on the automotive industry. Sort of. That's why nobody else was asked in the automotive industry. No, they're leaders because it's yeah, sort of I, the typical. We all do it how we do it. And what about the guy who's turned the industry on its ear and actually built a successful electric car company that has stuck around with actual products and they're good. Yes, so but but I'm going to stay with my counterpoint, which is which is with the thanks of billions of dollars of taxpayer money, he's made a successful car company. Absolutely, with billions of dollars worth of help, and the, and the he has made acolytes. two two actual uh, two actual original models. Not I'm not counting the Roadster, which is a revised Lotus. He's made two original models, and they're cool. But he's made two models. Right. I mean, right. you know, as far as total total output, that's a blip on the radar. I, again, I am not saying they're not cool. They are cool. But I'm just going, there seems to be a, a, a gap between reality and perception in the mind of, of for the people's uh, perception of Tesla. And, you know, good on Tesla for it. Let's be honest. If you're going to have a company, you want to have that that break where people think you're awesome. But I sometimes I just scratch my head about it a little bit. It got a little weird towards the end of the the live stream because he had the first five owners with the first five VIN numbers, starting with number six, five, four, three, and two. Of course, he had VIN number one. And the people that walked on stage, they were holding up their license tags with the car name on it, like the abbreviated Tesla X uh. or Model X. From various states, one was California. They're holding this up like a trophy. I'm going, 
uh, yeah, we, we know what the car is. You've rebranded your car. This is exactly so it was, it was what we talk about not to do. It was, it was a live Tag Tuesday. It was just like a gathering a of Tag Tuesday tag victims. Tuesday. And he Perfect. said, all right, so the, that's, that's you know, pre-order VIN number six. And they drove the car out on the stage, and these people cheered and clapped, oh and gosh. they hugged. And it's it's this emotional connection to it. And then, of course, the, you oh, ask the, oh, the acolytes and the owners. I told you that one Tesla owners club I went to, they, yeah. one yeah, gal yeah. wrote this, quote, unquote, Dear John letter to Big Oil. And I thought, you know how many gallons of oil it takes to make one tire? You know those black, shiny things yeah. that your car rolls around on? <laughs> that are still you know on the, your car. All the yeah. petrochemicals inside the plastics used in your car? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Still yeah. not green, sweetheart. Still. Yeah. And I just... Still, still, well, still not devoid of oil, for sure. Oil <laughs> yeah. products are still involved in the like, making of this car, whether you know you're going to your gas station or not. You use? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's you. hard to get away from it. And... I get it. I love that they want to totally get away from it and say, oh, I'm never using gas again or petrochemicals. I'm going, uh, until your tires are hand-carved out of wood <laughs> and you're – I'm sorry, no. So, yeah, there's – there's there's especially among owners, there's that perception and, you know, there there is that extreme I mean, side of things. So. Definitely. And I'm really curious to drive the Model X. I'm looking forward to our review of it and, uh, and I'm, you know, we're going to – we're going to take it as straight ahead and unbiased as we possibly can. I just think it's interesting to even I – and mean, we joked about it with the Model S. I mean, you know, the, when we got into that car, there had already been so much hype about greatest car ever. Right. It was like, okay, <laughs> like, um, no pressure, uh... but what do we do now? You know, so <laughs> yeah, this Model X will be really curious. No point in reviewing any more cars. I guess we've reached the end of cardom. You can all buy a well, Tesla. Well, I mean, they, you know, and, the, whole, um, the whole Consumer Reports thing it. where they broke their own scale and gave a Model X more than 100 points on a 100-point scale. Folks, come on. This is what I'm talking well, about. That's come what on. happened with the come X. On. He, he did that for the Model X. He said this. I mean, the crash test was lower than low. It was it was so far below their scale. And the air filtration system and the doors and the towing and the speed and the I was just going, OK, it's awesome. And all right. I, I actually thought, oh, I wonder how much the deposit is. It's five thousand dollars to put your credit card down to order one. And I you know, not that I can afford I'm, one, I'm but gonna, I just thought, huh, it's so interesting. I just fascinated. I, I'm going to I'm going to throw out something. I'm going to throw out something here that I'm hopefully can be kind of the, the my my uh, counterpoint thing to leap off of. We actually will do car debates, but here's my thought: What if? Now I know there was a bailout. I'm not ignoring the bailout, but what if the U.S. government decided to give billions with a B to the other three automakers to make alternative vehicles or i.e. electric cars? What would we have? Uh, faster volt, uh, well, longer no, range but leaf. But, but but no. But my point is though, wouldn't there be break uh, groundbreaking stuff going on if that were the case from Maybe, the other automakers? But they're mired in the this is how we've always done it in Detroit, and that's why I think no. Yes. They're mired in that. I mean, Tesla's in California on the West Coast, and they're like you said, software people. They think like that. Whereas the other car makers, yeah. they don't think like that. They think about you know, traditional car building, honestly. And I, yeah. I, I say, I, I hear you. fair point, a lot fair of point. Would there would be, be a lot of, there would be a lot of, of problems in that regard just to get around it. But I guess my brain goes to, it's the other random parts of my brain where I'm kind of a space geek. My brain goes to, 
massive technology things were accomplished when Kennedy did his speech and decided to throw billions of dollars at NASA for space exploration. Now, whether you agreed with that choice or not, huge technologically advances were done because it was like, here is your blank check. Go do something cool. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. So, you know, we've we've seen with things like the Volt or, you know, the magnetic ride control, for God's sakes. We've seen that there are U.S. automakers, the Hellcats from Dodge, that can do cool things yeah. and they're kind of let yeah. off the leash and gone, I- go. So I, that's that part of me that just goes, I just keep coming back to that. We are we are funding. <laughs> and I keep going, what if we did it different? I don't know. I don't have an answer. I'm just throwing that out there because, of course, it is the car debate. Let's talk about Will in Detroit, <laughs> shall we? Back to the car detox. Car debate. What? Huh? Exactly. All right. <laughs> the car uh, detox. All right. So this is Will. He works at FCA and the Proving Grounds. I have actually not seen these. I've seen Ford and GMs. But this is interesting. FCA. Um, and uh, I've I've got the thought for you. Uh, it's not okay. the it's not your car, Will. But I've got the big the big oeuvre, the big egg to think about, and the big thought okay. to leave you with. So Will is already an owner of a Mark. Five GTI manual transmission, so that's an 07. Mm-hmm. He's tricked it out. Yep. He's tuned it 350 horsepower to the wheels with a gigantic yep. turbo yep. on 93 octane, which is pretty awesome. And uh, he wrenches on it himself. All the work was done yeah, by him. It's been so his car. Yep. I really like yep. this. He's he's had this for what six years or so. Put all the parts on it, autocrossed it, raced it, done some high performance driving events. And, of course, mm-hmm. just driven it fast and hard in general, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, he's, he's also got the winter beater car, just like everybody else living in southern Michigan or pretty much everywhere in, uh, in the Midwest. Because of the salt on the right. roads, you have your beater car. You have the car that you hate. And in Will's case, it is a Cirrus, um, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, hey, it officially <laughs> runs. It takes in places. It That's what it's there for. So, yeah. But but the the interesting thing here is that he's saying, all right, I've had this GTI. I've loved this GTI. You and I have talked about this. He still loves his GTI. But he's embracing that reality of what if I move on and get a different car experience, not because I hate my current one, but just to do something new and different. And I applaud that, Will. We applaud that. It is hard to do that. But if you can, that's awesome. So he's looking around and he's going, okay, I still want manual transmission, hands down. I still want Mm -hmm. a car I can modify. But because I've had the hot hatch front-wheel drive, let's go away from front-wheel drive into something else. So he knows he's going to wrench on it and tune it. He's still going to do autocross and high-performance driving events. If it's rear-wheel drive, he might have some fun trying to learn to drift. Please be careful with where you do that. I have to have my father moment and say that. I'm not saying don't. I'm <laughs> saying do. I'm just saying be careful of where you do. And, and so he's not, you know, he's not married to straight-line speed, even though he does have a fast current car. So he's throwing out, guys, here's my thinking, and he hasn't really given us a budget, but based on some of the things he's saying and some of the things he's thrown out there, I'm thinking he's wanting to keep it pretty low. Fairly low, and you're right. It's hard to give up a car that you love, and most especially if you've put a lot of love into your car, tuning it or just doing yeah, anything yeah. to it, and you put a lot of work and time and effort into it, it makes it even harder to get rid of it because you think, I've invested so many dollars and my time and this is my baby and nobody else is going to care about this car like I have, even though it is kind of fun to buy an already tuned car that somebody else has already done the work for. But it's hard to get rid of it and you're never going to get your money back out of it. And I understand That's the key thing. That's the key thing. This is a hard step. You enjoy... 
you enjoy a tuned car for how the fact for the fact that you made it yours you will get your money out of the experience of join mm-hmm. uh, of enjoying yeah. it but you will never sell it and get your tuned and especially your time back out of it you you typically will probably sell it for less than the guy that's selling the one that's stock right. that has the same miles right. Well, what's interesting but, is um, Will's list here of the cars that he's got in mind, and there's one that is not on the list that I thought I would let you take. It's the, like I said, the low-hanging fruit of the sports car tree that nearly whacked me in the head as I walked by it, trying to think of what Will should buy, but um, <laughs> it's not on the list. <laughs> and I thought, why isn't this car on his list? So here I'm it, wondering, here it is. I, I, okay, yeah, tell me. <laughs> well, we should, hang on, I want to stop real quick. One of the things I thought was interesting, though, is that he talks about his love for Evos. That he just loves the Lancer Evolution and would love to own one. He's worried about finding one. And I'm guessing, he doesn't give us a price point, but I'm guessing we're talking under 20 grand, maybe 15 or so, is what I'm guessing based on what he's written here. Yeah, possibly. is probably the upper level. But so he's talking about getting an Evo. some good money for his GTI. I don't know how much. Hopefully some, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's worried about it, getting an Evo and getting it modded, and and he's he's also talking about wanting to become, you know, kind of a, a better, more educated driver in the in the course of whatever he's getting next. Right, and uh, that's interesting. So he's yeah, go go through his list. Keep going. Evo eight it, it is on the top of his list, and I'm guessing that's because nines and tens are probably out of his budget. So I, I'm with you. It's possibly. probably uh, possibly fifteen twenty and. Uh, Speaking to the become better driver, the Evo is all-wheel drive, and yes, it's a fun, fast car, but a rear-wheel drive is going to make you a better driver, Will. Um, I agree with that. I, it I just that. is. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you said that. Keep I, that open. Keep you know, keep that open mind, and it sounds like he is. He said you know, he wants yeah. us to kind of go crazy, and I do have a crazy for you, even though it, it works for Excellent. Detroit. That's a little bit of a giveaway, but... Um, okay. Uh, all right, what else? So 1.8 liter Miata, so that could be a first or second gen uh, MX-5 Miata there with the 1.8 motor. And he's talking about wanting to turbo that. And yeah. turbo yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, what else? The 95 and 99 Eclipse, the Eagle Talon twins, uh, also turbo, yeah, the, also the, all-wheel drive. The all-wheel drive guys, yeah. Not that yeah, I'm yeah. not recommending it, but if you've already got your winter beater car, why are you getting all-wheel drive? If you're not going to drive this in the well, snow I, in the Michigan I winter, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the point? I, I see that. I totally see that. Um, well, and, and I think the thing about all-wheel drive and the Evo specifically, we've talked about this a lot in the Evo, and you know, it's true of the GTR as well. It's one of the reasons these cars kind of relate. The thing about an all-wheel drive car, especially one that can move power around at all, uh, is that the answer to "I'm not doing this corner right" is put your right foot in it, put, right, put the power down right. for it to dig out which is a very different reality than good balanced car control where you come into the corner right and you dance the car through. With an Evo or with, with a really you know, smart all-wheel drive system, you are counting on that all-wheel drive to help you solve your problem you've right. created. Right, and it's figuring it out and I'm for not you. Saying, yeah. And I'm not saying it's not fun. It can be wickedly fun. I am a huge fan of Evos, as Paul gives me trouble for all the time. But but in spite of that, if you're looking for refining your driving, especially in autocross and, and those kind of events, I actually think that all-wheel drive, while it will be fun and uh, honestly will make you fast, I don't know that it will make you as well-rounded a driver as getting into rear-wheel drive. Yeah. Uh, a couple more cars on his list here, and that is the MR2. Uh-huh. Which is a cool choice, mid-engine rear-wheel drive. I think it's drive. a great choice. Yeah, I think it's a great choice. You know, um, I've not driven that car. I still have not driven the MR2, and I'm curious about it, even though it's not always high on my radar. And then uh, the S2000, of course, that is uh, mm-hmm. also one of the usual suspects here. Uh, I have yep. I have two 
thoughts and then my wild kind of it's it's in the Detroit box. It's out of the box, but it's in the Detroit. Interesting. But okay. I I okay. want to recommend this car, and I would love it if Will could pull this off. It's a bit more expensive. Wow. But if he could pull All it right. off, All I right. think it could be really cool. Honestly. Okay. Um, okay. I've been thinking about it, and it seems like oh the usual yeah you, of course you'd recommend that, but uh, maybe not. Um, Interesting. All right. Well, I'm very curious where you're going to go. One of the things he says in here that I also found intriguing is the fact that he talks about because he wants to work on it himself, he needs a decent aftermarket availability for the car. And I'm going to kind of add to that. You probably also want a decent community, a decent forum out there going. So here's how you get this part, and here's what you do with right, this. Right. So that these are factors too, because he is going to wrench on this car and make it his. And if you know, there's nothing worse than I bought this thing I can't get parts for. So uh, that's an interesting thing too. I I really like your MR MR2 idea. Of course, the Miata is. Let's be honest, the Miata is a very solid choice for this. Will there's no question. Oh yeah, absolutely. The old joke. The Always answer is Miata. Choice. You certainly you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. That we've actually got a shoot coming up. I'm going to go ahead and share it. We've got a shoot coming up where we are actually getting all four generations of the Miata on camera. So we're going to go yeah, the NA through cool. the ND all on camera together. We're very excited about that. We're shooting it soon. So, of course, we're going to be all about the Miata soon. So I, I think that's a great choice. I actually like the MR2. Those are surprisingly cool cars. And if you go the gen before the Spider, you're into a car that looks like the classic mid-engine car. And it's got decent – I mean, those are older cars now, but they've got decent parts availability. There's a good community that loves those cars. That's pretty cool. And, of course, yeah, the S2000 can't be forgotten. I've got three other ideas, though. You do. What, what do you have? Well, yeah. I, I – I'll just say it, and that's the FRS, the twins. I mean, that's the car that I'm thinking about because I'm I'm looking through your your description here, Will. I'm going, why yeah. is not the FRS on your list? Because of autocrossing, it's rear wheel drive. You can drift it, you can modify it. There's a community, all of that stuff. But then I thought, yeah, let's keep pushing. I, I want to see what else is in my brain. What else could we go pushing past that? And I landed. Well, and I wonder to if start it's with. just a price thing. I wonder if it's a price Maybe. thing. I wonder if he's looking below 15 and he just can't get a decent one for that yet. Now, wait six months to a year, but anyway, Maybe, keep going. but he was also talking about a low, um, a low monthly payment, and he said used cars, it'll be financed. But I bet yeah. you, you know, he could get a, a decent interest rate and get that, you know, the monthly payment down for something like that. So I thought Maybe. about uh, an early generation Porsche Boxster, like an 01. Because Good. I'm glad you thought of that. I agree. I agree. Yep. They're 10 grand. I mean, mm -hmm. you could find one maybe ten to twelve grand, something like that. Of course, yeah, loads of tuning. The thing is, you know, anything tuning or maintenance or parts for that car is still a Porsche, so they're going to charge you more for it. Yeah. On the other yeah. hand, add, it's a great little add platform. thirty percent to your Japanese car uh, prices on everything as far as parts, just, service. Yeah. Probably unfortunately, add 30%, that's the reality. Which is sad, but you're right. It, it is going to be reliable. It's going to have great balance it's going to be fun in every single way he's talking about it you could yep. beat on that car and it would want more you're i think I it's just, a great idea i, I really thought do. that just that's kind of a standout because it mm -hmm. isn't the mm -hmm. usual kind of choice and it wasn't on your list here will and it's it's not something that everybody would show up with and those cars are now you know raced extensively at scca and and nasa racing events yeah. people have you might be able to find somebody who's already started down the road of turning it into kind of an autocross car or a race car and be able to sure. pick something like that up fairly inexpensively. I mean, parts already on it. Somebody's already started it as a project car and just gone, all right, I'm getting a 944. I'm getting, you know, something else. Um, that could be an interesting thought. 
the I I will I won't spend very much time on this one, and that it's in a 2006 Pontiac GTO with a big six liter V8. But I thought eh, it's just too heavy. I cannot believe we both thought of that car. Oh really? I cannot believe we both thought. I thought of that. It's on my list as well. Is Here's it the thing really? about the GTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing it's about that It's too heavy, though. It's too heavy for what it's, he wants. It's a it's a big girl compared to what we're talking yeah. about. But it's got, I mean, you've got Chevy parts under there. You could tune it. You could make it your own. It is a drift king. They've got good balance. They've got decent interiors. They are cheap because They're just cheap, nobody thinks of it. That's why I thought of it. Um, I think it's a fantastic alternative to I go just, a different way than where he is now. I think it'll feel big on an autocross. But on a high-performance driving day, I think you'd have a blast. Yeah. I think you'd have a blast. Yeah, it would be fun. But every, you know, notice his list. It's pretty much light, agile. It's all little. You're right. Kinds it's a, of fun it's a cars. big girl for that choice. I agree. I hear you. So hear you. Maybe, maybe something in between. And this is my wild card for you, Will. And it's okay. kind of out there, but it, it works. Just stick with me. I'm wondering, okay. since you're in Detroit, do you have any friends of friends of friends who could get you A plan pricing or a B plan pricing on a brand new Ford EcoBoost Mustang Fastback? I mean, strip hmm. down the cheapest one you could possibly find and then apply A plan or B plan pricing on top of that and get it for like 22 hmm. or 23 somewhere and, and in there. Tune, and tune the turbo. And, and tune the turbo. That's where you're going. Yeah. Go yeah, tuning. Yeah. I already looked, get it in charcoal gray, put black or titanium wheels on it, take it to Cobb Tuning and get the ECU <laughs> Stage 1 for $530. Then add a Borla catback exhaust, $1,400 for the Borla exhaust. And I like Borla because I'm not being paid by them. I'm, I like the sound. They're not too loud. They're the not too annoying. Internet, They're the internet is a terrible, so terrible you thing. You could it's get a terrible uh, thing. The lease on those cars was 284 bucks a month. But if you can get a low price, we'll find a friend. Start talking it up. You're in the huh. industry in Detroit. Find somebody who can get yeah. you the employee plan pricing on a stripped-down EcoBoost Mustang. Nothing. I mean, no Recaro seats, no wheels, no nothing, because you're hmm. going to do all that stuff. And start down the road and actually be one of the guys starting down the road of tuning the Turbo Mustang. Loads huh. of followers okay. for the Turbo Mustang. Okay. It's a Mustang. It works in Detroit. It's American Iron. On and on. It's turbocharged. It's rear-wheel drive, manual transmission. It's going to make you a better driver. I like the dynamics of that car. Huh. It's lighter in the front end, so it's going to handle better. And all the parts you're going to add to it. I mean, honestly, endless loads of parts I, I coming see, out for that thing. I see why you. I see why you went there. That's interesting. Cobb, it's, Borla, okay. Blacker Titanium all right, Wheels. All right. Bring it. That would be a fun right, autocross have... and high performance driving car. Right there, Will. That's, that's... okay. Uh, I see. I see how you went there. I yeah. All right. And get it. Maybe cheap. he could stretch and pull that off. Maybe and get drive. I get it's that. a it's an I'm out th there thought. It's out there. But... I'm going to throw out two others. I'm going to throw out a wild card that I will admit is a serious wild card, and I'll tell you all the downsides of it. And then I'm going to throw out another one that when his list was, was five cars, all of which are Japanese, I was thought, we don't want to oh, yeah, forgot. Right. I would have mentioned that one too. That's funny. So anyway, so uh, my wild card is the Pontiac Solstice or the Saturn Sky. Hmm. Now, this was, a, this was a flawed car, a first-generation idea that I really, really wish they would have made a second generation because I think it would have been superb. It has one of the worst uses of space for a convertible top in the history of cars. It's awful. It's it's the the old Ford Fairlane that took the entire metal uh, top to go <laughs> into the trunk. That's the only one. 
Holy cow. That's the only one I can think of that is worse than the Solstice in the Sky for, for storing your convertible top. But mm. And the interior's not great. But they were dynamically much better than people think they were. They weren't quite Miata, but they were headed that way. That's the crazy thing. And you could get them turboed where it was 260 horsepower and torque. All GM parts... You could find parts. You could tune them. Yeah. You're not going to see a ton of them. You're not going to see a ton of them dialed in for track use. That's for sure. So that's a wild card. I will admit How it's a wild card. How much are those things? Did thought, you shop huh. used for those? I, Did you I find some shopped, prices on but those? But they've got to be. They got to be fifteen. Based on the, the last time I looked, they were already under twenty. Oh yeah, because who wants them? I mean, now the coupe. <laughs> who the, wants them? Yet yeah, we're recommending. Wanted, no, <laughs> they, no, no, no. I'm saying that because they've been forgotten and they've been yeah, overlooked. That's why the prices aren't good. The only ones that kept their their value were the the Solstice Coupe, and it's kept its value because there were so few and they were great looking, but the rest of them have just kind of dropped yeah. through the floor. So. Yeah. It's a wild card, I admit, but I think it's worth okay. looking at. And the other one that I that I felt when I wa- looked at your list of five Japanese cars, I went, where is this car? And that's the 1990s generation, the Z32 300ZX from Nissan. I you, you've got to look at it. Because if he wants – here's the thing. It, it, it checks almost every box. It's a little bigger than some of the ones he's talking about. We're talking rear-wheel drive. You can tune those – to anything you want them to do. It has mm. an unbelievable amount of parts available, a great forum, a huge community of people that tune those. They are genuinely tough to work on because the engine is packed <laughs> so tight. But I guarantee you, Will, anything you want to do to that car, somebody has a part for you. I know that from owning them. And you could turn that car into a track day monster, and it remains, honestly, and I don't say this because I own one, many, many people say this, one of the sexiest cars ever actually released. Looks great, is timeless. You've got to look at a three hundred. I'll bet you ZX. could Come find on, one pretty much already modded, kind of how you want. You'd have to do very little to it because it's hard to find one that's completely pristine and not messed with. Honestly, it's going to well, be the, yeah. The stock ones with low one. miles are the ones going for twenty thousand yeah, and above. The but the twin ones, turbos, the but... twin turbos that are modded are running you know twelve to fifteen or so. I mean, you could get a nice car. I mean, you could get one for already, the money that he's probably got already yeah. with stuff on it and. Yeah. And start playing with it. Yeah. You know what you could do? A friend was telling me about uh, he traded pink slips one time. They were both Subaru fans. Oh, interesting. One had uh, some older STI, and he had a Tune WRX, and they just – they were sort of looking at each other, and they just traded pink slips, just sort of looking around like, can can we do this? Is this – yeah. Okay. All right. Backing yeah, away with it's each the, other's it's, keys. It's, the, it's just, the Craigslist. They just did the wash and backed it's away. It's the Craigslist trade for. I love it. it That's funny. funny. Yeah, I see got that. a new car. That. So anyway, so there's random ideas, random ideas for Will. Hopefully something in there works for you, man, or, or helps you out. Uh, we should probably move on. Well, first of all, we have to take an ad break to say interesting or proclivity to make everybody drink. Drink. Nice. Right. That is, it, yes, if, if you have a proclivity to be interesting and drink, now would be the time. There we go. And we've just heard multiple thuds in the background as people fall <laughs> off their bar stools. Moving on. Yeah, you know, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We also appreciate you rating. Actually, today, I don't know if you noticed this, Paul, just today, the day we're recording this, something cool happened, and that is this podcast, The Car Debate, was in the top 10 on iTunes. It's been hanging out there quite a bit of late. Thank you for that, for guys. But, our other podcast, did you know we have another one? The one that is actually reposts of our older video reviews on iTunes to help oh, yeah, people find right. us and find the brand. Right. That was in number 12. You're so kidding here was me. the car debate at number 10 and the video reviews at number 12. Thank you guys for engaging so much with our show. But I will say this. If you're going to leave a review, please leave it on the car debate, not the one that says 
video reviews. Leave it on the car debate. That is this podcast you're listening to. That's the one that's helping us. We've got almost 200 ratings and just around 100 comments. Thank you guys for doing that. Please keep doing that. We want to hear whatever you think. Wow. Excellent. That's good to know. Excellent news. All right. Uh, keeping on with the uh, debate here, the detox debate. Trying to dry out with, uh, all right, just kidding. It's a lost cause. It's a lost cause. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this is Tyler writing in for his dad. I love it when people are writing in and they're shopping for somebody in their life, whether it's a friend or family member, yep. and that's the yep. case with Tyler. His dad currently has a 2012 Grand Cherokee, the V8 Limited. I know about those. And he mm -hmm. wants something different, and he wants an SUV. And by the way, the uh, owner, president of Gembala, says SUV. Everybody in America says SUV, and he pronounced it oh, yes. SUV. And Todd and I SUV. looked at each other and thought, SUV, how efficient and different. Yes. So From now on, we should only refer to them the as SUVs. The rest of our Germany travel, we, we just called them all SUVs. It's the SUV. By the way, does that mean that a crossover vehicle is a KUV? Uh, anyway, I don't know if it but goes no, that so, far, so, but back to the SUV. So, 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 so SUVs, yes. He wants a yeah, we, went, we went to Gambala <laughs> as part of our Germany trip, and it was quite insane, and we have an interesting discussion about oh, Gambala yes. going on. Yes. But, he, but he put us into their SUV, which is a Porsche Panam, uh, pardon me, a Porsche Cayenne tuned to, what was it, like 750 horsepower? Twin turbo 720. In, it's, it's into this range where it's like you've entered another dimension. Your brain is trying to figure out why a vehicle this tall and big is this powerful and sounds like it's rending the earth. So that was very, I mean, very I'm bizarre. not into but Star maybe Wars. You are. I mean, what is it when uh, light speed, light warp, the it's world goes light flat? Speed. Yes. It, was, yes, exactly. it was like that. Now, now, now you brought us back to Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Ludicrous speed. Anyway, moving Ludicrous on. speed. But, there we go. I was into G.I. Joe. But here's Leave me the alone. Thing. His, his, uh, t Tyler's dad wants a fast SUV, so maybe you should call Gimbala, except that's massively out of the budget here because the budget here is right around $70,000. And he's looking around a bit, and so Tyler goes, Dad, if you want a fast SUV that handles well, why on earth aren't you looking at the Porsche Macan? And his dad, mm. I love this, his dad says to him, well, I like Porsches. I used to have a 944, but isn't the Macan a girl's car? <laughs> <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. I think that's a funny Ooh. comment. Well, people used to say that about the first gen uh, Boxster, and it was right in there yeah. with the Z3s and that kind of thing. And people thought, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's more they for, still say it know, about the Miata, which is a fantastic enthusiast car, that kind of thing. So, all right, I, I can, I can see how you got there, but I guarantee you, after he drives one, he's gonna take that all back and want one. Even though I haven't driven one, but we just came off this Germany trip where I have re-fallen in love with the Cayennes and pretty much anything Porsche builds. Yeah, that's a shock. That's Unbelievable. A shock. I mean, I I really want them. They just have to be they just happen to be twice the price of my Jeep Grand Cherokee. They're 100 yeah, grand. Sad but true. But sad they're but true. worth it. You well, can we had the GTS everything. too. Yeah. yeah, we did. But still, they're they're unbelievable. And I even like your your car, your 2010. It's such a great yeah, truck. Our, our V6 was was affordable and has been affordable. It We've got a new long term so coming well. up on that actually very very soon. Well, that's that's but why I thought the, uh, Macan, Macan, Cayenne, any yeah. any Cayenne, they're just they're hard to beat in terms of speed and handling and the all around package. I've got the tw the 2015 Grand Cherokee and I really love it. I really do. It drives very well. It's not a Cayenne, but I do have just this fondness for the Jeep, and so if he does. Wonderful. Get the brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee. They're great. But if he wants something that kind of brings that that old feeling back, 
with the 944, something that really handles well, well you cannot go wrong. You really can't. Well, this is kind of why this is kind of why I thought this was a conundrum for you because here's this guy debating should I embrace my Porsche love, but yet the car he wants to debate in spite of that is the car you own, the Grand Cherokee V8. Yeah. And I thought, all right, Paul, so you own the Cherokee and you're lusting after the Cayenne. So what do we tell Tyler's poor dad here? Because <laughs> you know, I mean, they're they're. He's wanting to spend about seventy grand, and you know he's open to used cars. They've got to be fairly new. That is the key, I will say to you, Tyler. If you're going to look at Porsches, I am surprised that he's not debating the Cayenne. I don't say that because I own one. I say that because the Macan, which is really cool, is also not big. Okay, it's the same size as an Audi Q5, so it's the same size as the Audi A4. I mean, these are this is not a ton of rear seat legroom. It's not also a ton of storage. They're very cool looking. They are quick, they handle well, but this is not a big SUV. If your dad is wanting a SUV in scale, the Cherokee is significantly larger, noticeably larger than that Macan is on the inside. Oh, and yeah. so is the Cayenne. Yeah. So at that point, I kind of go, look, the Macan is not a girl's car, but I think it might be the wrong size for what he's looking for. If you're going to get a full-size SUV, you may want to look at the, at the Cayenne instead. Cherokee versus Cayenne. I kind of want to lay it at your feet, Paul, and just kind of see you walk around in circles. Well, I guess I will. I mean, I guess I got the Cherokee because my first car was a Jeep, and I couldn't afford the Cayenne that I wanted. That's why I settled on the Jeep. And sure, sure. they're really, truly great cars. I do like what they're doing, what uh, what FCA is doing. I like the styling. I like the build quality. I like everything about it. I love the Cayennes. If I had my druthers and the money, I would go get that car. But on the other hand, we use my Jeep for shooting. We use it just, you know, if it gets a little bit, obviously I want to keep it nice, but, you know, it's, it's a four-wheel and drive. Do, it's, yeah. it's my Jeep, and I feel like I can just use the car. I don't have to, ooh, it's my nice, you know, super expensive sports car, and I, if I had the Cayenne, I might feel that way. So yeah, I like I the Jeep that. just because I can just, I can drive it, and I can use it for all kinds of stuff. I've filled it with loads of lumber and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. already and it just works for my lifestyle and so i i well, really if, like if, it for the usability in that sense i mean if he could step up to the srt8 that's a rocket ship too and it looks oh, great yeah i mean that's that's really a cool looking version of the cherokee but i will say in defense of your cherokee the uh, electronic interface is great oh it's superb the, uh, yeah, it's superb yeah it's great especially for an american automaker the seats are superb i've sat in that car all over the place and it, it's actually really nice the seats are in great they, they look great they feel good it's got a good amount of space i actually like that it does the ride whatever the ride leveling thing is that it does mm -hmm. uh yeah what, what is that system called in yours i mean that's really cool it's, it's just got a different air like, ride, aero ride just, height when you yeah, get yeah when you get up to high speed i mean it, it, it feels so incredibly grounded on the road it's one of those cars you get up to speed and you're like, we could drive cross country in this. I mean, you yeah. really could. Yeah. So you know, I think that the question is, do you want to go Porsche used for the the maintenance costs? And again, I'm doing that right now. It's not it's not uh, something to stay away from. It's just something to be aware of. It's going to cost you more when you have to do something to it, though it will probably be reliable. Um, you've got the BMW X5M on here. Uh, yeah. That's one that will cost you more Maybe. and probably won't run as well. That's the thing. I think the I think the Cayenne's a better choice for fast SUV. 
if you wanted to double your price point, you could get into the new Model X, <coughs> bringing it full circle to the start of the podcast. Yeah, I was, was going to uh, think yeah. of that. I was going to put that in there. But honestly, there's really – if your dad's into the Jeep thing and the, the fast SUV, it's really the Jeep SRT8 <laughs> or a Cayenne. There's really the no other. fast SUV. A fast SUV. <laughs> See how clean, well, I mean, easy. Could, it's just economical. It's it's. You could. Here's the thing. You economy could chase, of words. You could chase the big. You could chase the big. Uh, the big Mercedes AMGs, but with your seventy thousand yeah. dollars, I think you're going to end up with one that is pretty old and beat down by, by the time you got into one. Well, just for um, handling alone. Just for handling alone. I think the Jeep would beat the Mercedes, and the Jeep is built on the prior ML chassis already. I, sure, fair I mean, point. Fair I point. think the handling would beat, you know, any larger lumbering kind of SUV. And I'm looking at a 2014 Cayenne GTS right now with 21,000 miles for 85 grand. So the only wow. argument is you could get an SRT8 Jeep brand new for less money or you could get this sparkling sure. black GTS, which I love. It's just a matter yeah. of how much do you want to spend and you want that, you know, the handling, the build quality, all that stuff of the Porsche do you like it? Do you want to spend that much money? Or be happy with the Jeep. The Jeeps are awesome. I would highly yeah. recommend the Jeep. Stick with the Jeep. I, 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 honestly, I'm going round and round. You're right. I, I, I don't well, have a thing. definitive that, answer. When, I'm, I'm when chasing we had, my tail when we right had here. This, for the podcast, I just thought I could just lay this question at Paul's I'm, feet and walk away for an hour and let Paul talk himself in circles because that is the truth of where you room. are right now. Seriously, it's just, you know, pa get, pa pad the walls and walk away. I am, uh, but I am anyway. beating my head against the non-existent walls here. But, uh, and, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak yeah. to your wild card real quickly, Tyler. You said the only non-SUV he's considering is the Panamera. Oh, okay, um, I, I, I'm going to say a couple of things. I mean, he, he wants all-wheel drive, so, all right, that's, that obviously reduces our choices for full-size sedan that actually is going to feel good to drive. But, you know, I have to say he should drive the Panamera. He should also drive the Audi, like the S7, maybe, certainly the A7, possibly even the S6 hmm. as, a, as a just, okay, you're going to drive a as sedan. As a fast, powerful sedan, you mean? Exactly, because if you're going to entertain sedans, I think you should drive more than just the Panamera. And there are all-wheel drive fast options out there. And I feel like you should drive the, the S6, maybe the S7 if you need the hatch. The Panamera is a great option. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. I see what um, you're doing. And you could also look, you could also look at, like, I, 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 it's love it or hate it styling, but you could look at the Cadillac CTS4. Uh, yeah, I, well, honestly, this is um, really an opportunity to string out the purchase, Tyler, and go drive a bunch of cool stuff with your dad. This could be really but, awesome. You get to drive all these you know cool what? cars and... Take your time, really. I, I say take your but, time on, on doing this kind of shopping. You know, you, you bring up a great point, though, and that is you should take your time on this. Take the opportunity to go drive a bunch of stuff, stuff that is on the fringes of consideration, like, yeah, I guess maybe. Go drive that car. Yeah, because as you exactly. and I talk about all the time, it gives you that experience to have, as you, as you like to say, in your back pocket. No matter what your proclivity, it will be awfully interesting. But anyway, but it, it'll give you the opportunity to know these cars and to really go, do I want an SUV? Why do I want an SUV? And if not, what sedans have excited me? I think that is the way to tackle this for sure. 
Awesome. All right. Well, we've uh, we've drilled that one, and um, we beat on that. Yes. Some great choices, and if you have good uh, alcohol suggestions of what you're drinking to the podcast, <laughs> please write to everydaydrivertv at gmail dot com with your alcohol suggestions. If it's a good single malt scotch or a nice cabernet, I'm very interested. Let me Nicely know. Done. Um, so, not so, so we're going to start beer, but uh, otherwise, yeah. We're going to start a recommendation list that is going to be the card debate goes great with blank. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's, that's nice. What a great idea. I really appreciate you guys uh, putting our podcast, both of them, but most notably the car debate, this one you're listening to, the car detox show. And uh, <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed listening and we really appreciate it. By the way, YouTube videos are constant. You've seen seen the constant stream of work that we're doing and we're nearly shot out for the year. We've got so much stuff to share with you guys mm-hmm. in the can. As Todd said earlier, we are shooting the four generations of the MX-5 Miata car and the FRS versus the new 2016 MX-5. Yes, we That's are. That's going to be a cool show, cool, uh, yeah, cool shoot fun. there. And very then fun. after that, we're going to be taking a break uh, through the holidays. But we will always be with you, of course, weekly on the podcast. So please keep uh, keep your suggestions well, coming. You're right. I mean, we're doing we're going to do weekly content on on every Thursday, every Tuesday for this podcast, every Thursday for videos, right up till the middle of December. We will probably take the last couple of weeks of December off, probably so that I can sleep, since I've got to edit the the new Germany film behind the scenes and everything else. Oh yeah, the Germany but, film, uh, right? Exactly. Then I'll wake up from hibernation sometime in January and go, oh yeah, we do a show every week, don't we? But between <laughs> now and then, lots and lots of stuff. And the Germany film is coming. If you are uh, one of our patrons at Patreon.com. Uh, there is a level in there where you can get our films for free, and those folks that are getting our films for free will get the Germany film for free. Thank you to all of you that are Patreon supporters. If you're looking for us there or anywhere, it is slash Everyday Driver. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, YouTube. Guess what? That's how to find us. 